Blog Talk Radio. This is V, and I am actually flying solo today without my daughter, and of course, she's the one that is the producer of the show, and I could not figure out how to get on um, live, so I'm doing this via phone, and hopefully everyone can hear it. I believe in the background we do have our caller, who I hope, if you don't mind, can just bear with me for about five or ten minutes when we do some of our opening stuff, and then we'll be happy to bring you on. Um, I apologize last week we didn't have a live show, but my daughter actually had a uh, death in the family, which was uh, very upsetting, and we just decided to postpone last week to allow some space for mourning. But today I am super excited because we have a guest on who's defying odds beyond belief. Uh, you have all heard my story of overcoming MS to do some amazing things, and this story is even, um, I- I'm going to say, more inspirational because uh, this is someone who had a goal and reached that goal in spite of the terrible, the terrible disease, the devastating disease known as MS. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about just a little bit before we get started with our guest is a lot of time people really ask me in my journey about sort of handle fear, um, especially during my tour. Um, you know, I live with strangers, I'm traveling all over the country by myself, um, charting unknown territories. I'm doing things that many have never done. And people just like, aren't you scared? And I have to tell you that I've learned in my healing journey that the best thing that I can do is to create the space to believe that life will provide for me no matter where I go no matter what is happening, that life will continue to provide for me. And when I allow the space for life to provide for me, miracles do happen. And I'll give you an example of some of the things that, you know, we all tend to worry about money and and how we're going to make ends meet. And I'm no different. I I live on Social Security disability. I, I basically live at poverty level. And, um, you know, I got hit with uh, some unexpected expenses regarding my car and my computer. And, you know, I had, I'm not going to lie, about three hours of sort of a panic. Like, what am I going to do? And then I had to check myself. And I had to realize that it's all going to work out. It's all going to be okay. And what I needed to do to create the space to make it okay was to just believe. And, That is exactly what I did was I just believed that life would provide for me. And as luck would have it, yesterday I took my car in for a 20,000-mile checkup, even though it's over 20,000 miles, and my car is full of all my possessions. So the gentleman at the car dealer, you know, kind of looked like, wow, there's a lot of stuff in this car. 
And I said, was it going to be okay or am I going to need to remove this stuff? And he said, no. I said, well, it's actually my entire, everything I own is in my car. And he looked at me again and he said, do you live in your car? Because in California, a lot of people live in their car. And I said, well, I don't live in my car, but I'm homeless, uh, voluntarily, but I'm homeless. And he inquired a little more and I told him about the tour, waited two hours for them to service my car. And then they came into the waiting room and said, you know, Diane, and they called me. And he walked me to my car, and he put his arm on my shoulder, and he handed me the keys. And I said, well, I have to pay you. And he said, no, you don't. And I said, I don't have to pay you. It was supposed to be $129, what it was going to cost, $125. And he said, no, after hearing your story, I talked to the management here, and we want to help you with your tour. And it's on us. And I, of course, started bawling, crying. I couldn't believe it. And later in the day, I had the appointment for my computer, which was dying, and I had no idea what that was going to cost and what that was going to be and went to the Mac store, the Genius Bar, and my battery was the problem and they had to replace the battery and it was $129. So it seems like life just provided for me by me not having to pay for the fiat and I was able to use the money I had put aside for my 20,000 mile checkup to pay for my computer which broke unexpectedly. So once I was able to sort of step back from my worry and my concern and realize that worrying wasn't going to change the outcome, I needed to just believe that life would provide for me and I was going to be okay. I mean, heck, I'm almost 54 years old and life has always provided for me. So what would make me think that it would stop now? And I think this is a great sort of start before we bring on our guests to talk about, you know, what was it that led her to believe that she could spend a month in bed and have MS, you know, basically doing whatever it wanted at every turn to climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. So I think you're online, and I hope you can hear me. Are you here, Kana? I think I am. You are. Can Yay. you hear me? I'm so Yay. sorry about this. Uh, yeah, right? Life is just – I had to – I couldn't access this on the computer, and I had to do it with my phone, which is not a problem, but – My daughter runs all this stuff, and we do have some jingles and things that I could try and play, but I'm just going to, we're just going to have the show be me and you talking for the next 20 minutes, and uh, we won't be able to do Q&A today because I just do not believe that I would even know how to begin this process, even though I did a dry run and I felt like I was pretty confident. Stuff happens, and we try and take life a a little less serious here on Blog Talk Radio Usually we have dogs in the background, all kinds of stuff. But I have to tell you, I met you. What was it? September, October? That we met. Yeah, yeah. When you were when you were in Michigan, yeah. And you told me then that you were planning on doing this, and at that time I was like, I need to have you on our show. And I feel like <laughs> overnight it was like, whoa, I'm leaving for Africa, and I'm like, whoa, she really is doing this. So do you want to just share with us a little bit about your journey um, from, you know, I know that. You know, you had always had some sort of health issues and were eventually diagnosed. Start us wherever you want to start us and take us to, you know, what brought you to knowing and buying your plane ticket and saying, I'm going to do this. And then we can talk about the actual climb, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, my health journey has been quite, quite, a, quite a journey. Um, I started in my teenager years having mono and um, – then in my 25, my kids were really young and uh, really struggled with fatigue. And I kept going to the doctor and I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired. I was ended up on the floor, just exhausted and not sure how I got there. I was so tired. And then 
Um, and then in 2006, I had my first real MS flare, and um, I lost I lost the use of one of my arms, and you know it just it just progressed from there. I, I had a couple of good years to where I didn't have a lot of flares, um, but it was there in the background. And um, then, and um, about 2013, it really started to get bad. Um, things started to progress really fast. I was using a wheelchair. Um, I actually spent a month bedridden. I couldn't. I couldn't do anything for myself. I, I luckily have family support. It's just beyond belief. Um, so they were really able to help me through this. And this is this is about the time that I found Dr. Walt. I found her TED Talk. Um, her book was not available. The new one, um, my, Minding My Mitochondria, was. And so I started there. And I just I read everything that I could get a hold of at that point. When I found out it was a paleo journey, I studied the paleo diet as much as I could. Uh, really, just just dove in. Um, again, family support. I had family cooking me meals. I had um, friends bringing me food. Uh, people just really taking care of me and stepping up. But what happened is immediately my body started to respond in such a positive way. I went from having to use that wheelchair to I was walking again and. I was working a little bit again, and it was so exciting. And so I've, it's been a journey. It hasn't been perfect. I'm not saying I'm 100%. Um, things, you know, with life, it, staying on a diet is hard. And so the only real flair that I have had since being on this documented um, flair was when I kind of went off the walls program and went back to kind of more – more paleo eating with all the trees and all the, but not getting in my nutrition that I need. Um, so I decided a while back that I wanted to do something big for my 40th year. I'm 40 this year. You got to do something big. Woo-hoo. And I decided, hey, I want to climb a mountain. You know, what What should one do <laughs> when they've been sure. in the you have to do big stuff. So that was it. And so I started researching. Um, I found an amazing tour company that was willing to work with my diet, which is huge. Um, they're not, they weren't the cheapest. They were so easy to deal with and really planned a program for me. I'm a woman traveling alone. And so I wanted really the whole shebang put together for me, and they did a fantastic job. Um, I signed up for a seven-day climb. Uh, I was a little nervous. I wasn't sure what I was getting into. I can't ever depend on my body, just like anybody else with MS. But I just went for it. And you did um, it. We, yeah, I did it. So I went to Gilman's, which is which is at the top of Kilimanjaro. It's eight thousand six hundred and fifty-two feet. It's not the highest point on the mountain, but it is on the top of the mountain. You can see all the points up at the top. Um, My my guide, my my company, my tour, there was a bunch of them, all guys, great guys, just so much fun. Mm -hmm. Um, They got, when we started, they were like, yeah, this is going to be a short run. Actually, my guide told me this later. He didn't really think we weren't going to do much. I mean, I... I am not perfect. I hike with poles. I have to hike with poles. I have horrible balance still. Um, so he really didn't think that we were going to go very far. But then we got to the first camp, and he's like, wow, we, we made it. And then we got to the second camp the next day, and he was like, oh, my goodness, 
we, we can do this. And all of a sudden they got excited and they kind of joined my excitement and they were like, no, we're going to do this. And we fought hard and we, uh, every day, uh, we came across people that obviously knew something was wrong with me. All the other guys were, well, what's, what's wrong with your, what's wrong with your girl? And he's like, oh, nothing. She's just tired. <laughs> because he knew wow. that, you know, the minute that he fell into, I'm disabled, I'm, you know, I can't do this, that, that I wouldn't be able to. And so he really pushed and I pushed and we made it. Bravo. I mean, that's just so amazing. Yeah, it was so fun. Would you, did you, I mean, what was the feeling when you got to the top? I mean, did you cry? Were you in disbelief? Oh, I cried. I cried like a baby. He's like, don't, don't cry. Don't cry. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, I cried. I I would imagine. I I mean, I I was so proud of you. I mean, I'm fortunate. Intense. How about, like, air, yeah. you know, did you have to do a lot of stuff for altitude, like, to prepare for that? I know that just when I went to Colorado and was living at 8,000 feet, it took me quite a while to adjust. How did that work for you? Well, I did take um, diazepam, the, the altitude drug while I was there. I, um, that was highly recommended from several different sources, and so I did take that, um, okay. and I did not actually have any problem. Um, part of what... Um, me going up so slowly really helped me um, because I never had a problem with the altitude. Um, at the very top, it's 18,000 some feet. I had a little headache, and that was it. Wow. Wow. Was there any extra steps that you took outside of just eating Walls Warrior Protocol to be able to prepare yourself mentally and physically for this? I spent a lot of time, I live in Michigan, northern Michigan, so we've had snow and ice and outside hiking is not a lot of fun. Um, but until until fall um, was over, I really did a lot of outdoor hiking as much as I could. Um, after, after work every day, you know, out, out uh, hiking our local trails, trying to get a mile to two miles in a day. Uh, and then I joined a gym and I did when I first started at the gym, I couldn't do much, so I was bicycling. Um, the recumbent bike mm-hmm. was my was my favorite to start. And then we actually had a little family challenge to where we started. Everybody was logging in our miles every week. Um, again, with my teenagers and my my parents, and everybody was um, was participating in this. So then I started riding the regular bike and pushing on that. And, a little bit of the treadmill, although the treadmill I'm not a fan of, um, but the elliptical and the other machines and really, really just pushing myself. Um, I don't believe in sitting back and letting this disease take over. A lot of people, you know, hit a certain point and they're like, you know, well, I'm just so exhausted the next day if I do this. And I'm like, well, I'd rather be flat on my back and say that I've done it. So I push and I push hard. Amazing, amazing. Now, it was interesting how you, you started saying in the beginning, because I started just following paleo as well, and, um, you know, Dr. Walls, and then I saw Dr. Walls' video, and when she had her video, there wasn't the Walls Protocol. There was Mining Your Mitochondria, but because the Walls Protocol was coming out, it was out of print, like you couldn't really get it. So I just started based on what she said on the TEDx. 
I didn't have any other yes. information. I got like a couple DVDs of hers, but it wasn't as specific as it is now. So even to this day, even though I read the Walsh Protocol 5,000 million times, um, and people are like, you know, well, what level are you doing? Or what, you know, what this, what that? Like, because I still eat white potatoes. Now I only eat them about once a month, but I still eat them. I'm like, well, I didn't know when I started this journey I couldn't have white potatoes because I only knew I had to have nine cups of fruits and vegetables. And some in the paleo world say white potato is fine. So a lot of times, you know, people are like, you can't eat that or you can't eat this. And it's like, really? And I'm friends with Dr. Walls as well as she's my hero and mentor. And I am on her board. But the Walls Protocol is a template. And it's up to all of us to listen to our own body. Um, And, you know, I know myself that if I don't, you know, get the, the nine cups, you know, you can be paleo, but those nine cups, which for me translate to be somewhere between six and nine. It matters so much. It does because I have symptoms return almost instantly. And for me, that's, it just always happens to be, you know, I lose feeling on my left leg from the knee to the ankle. I start losing feeling on my, on the left side of my face, like my cheek, like tingly. I get the rib girdle, you know, the, the chest compression feelings back and I have to check myself and be like, what did I eat yesterday? Was I protein heavy and not vegetable heavy? Did I maybe have, because um, I eat tomatoes maybe once a month, did I eat tomatoes in, in the last couple of days and is that why it's bothering me? Like I really have to sort of check in. So stepping outside of the lines, when I do it, my body reacts and that's what, you know, I've never stepped outside of the lines. Uh, I've never brought gluten back in or dairy or any of those things. Once I became, you know, once her book came out and I was able to read exactly, it's like, oh, okay, goat cheese and sheep's milk is probably not the best for me anymore, but I didn't know that in the beginning, and I was still able to heal a little bit, but the real healing for me happens and maintains when I am consistent about feeding my mitochondria, not just being paleo, feeding my mitochondria. That, it seems like you so had sort of that same outcome. Yeah, and that's what and I think I actually, people... I'm, my journey's been a little, little bit um, up and down because I actually had, um, I actually all of a sudden seemed to not be absorbing my nutrients and we discovered that I had um, some other things going on and that you really have to, it's a continued journey. It's not just straight, this is how it is. It's so, I, well, you know how they say you should rotate your greens? Like if you had kale yeah. one day, have spinach the next day. Well, I didn't listen. I was like, they don't know, what the heck's that going to do? I'm not rotating my greens. So I ate kale every day in a smoothie for a really long time. And last year, I started not being able to digest any of that. And I was getting indigestion. I would feel sick. I was actually, you know, vomiting a little bit. And I couldn't understand what it was. And I went to my naturopath, and she's like, have you been rotating your greens? And I'm like, no. And she's like, fine. I'm like, why does it matter? And she's like, this is why it matters because your body isn't able to break this down anymore. So now I can't even eat anything raw. You know, if I want to make a smoothie, I have to cook parboil or something, the greens that I put in there, because I didn't listen to what they were saying, and my body did stop being able to break it down. I started having to take digestive enzymes, which I started right around yeah, when I met Yeah, I'm you. in the same um, boat. So it is an evolution, like, right? So we're following it, but then our bodies get to a point where it's like, well, we're not really going to play around with this anymore. We're not digesting food. So again, it's a template, but we have to live in harmony with our body to be able to really pay attention to, you know, the messages that it's giving us. And 
I will say that for me, I don't know if this is for you, but ever since I've been a Walls Warrior, been living consciously, now when I have a problem, my brain can pretty much quickly assess what I've done, and I can pinpoint it to one or two things that might be causing it because I'm informed. You know, before when I would get sick, I, I'd be like, I'm sick. I'd have no idea. Right. Yeah, I've always been, I've been fairly lucky because I am hyper aware of what's going on um, in my body uh, as I've come across things. But, yeah, we've done some of the extra IgG testing and some of the things with the doctor. Um, Kale, yeah, I had to cut back on Kale because Kale was actually causing inflammation versus being like this great superfood because I had done Mm -hmm. way too much raw Kale. Same with me. Yeah, it's amazing. And who's the other greens? Yeah, kale's the biggest culprit for me. Um, spinach would be right behind it. I think I did too much raw spinach, so I usually and, – and how I've been able, just for anyone that might be experiencing this, all I do is I just um, boil some water, throw the greens in the water for like a second, take them out, run them under, you know, almost blanching them, and then add those to the smoothie. And it doesn't offer a different taste. It just allows my body to digest. Um, and, and also digestive enzymes have helped. Um, along that process as well, but I cannot do any, no raw vegetables. I can do uh, leafy greens for salad like romaine, and, and those don't bother me. It's the, you know, the newer greens that I've introduced in my diet as being a Walls Warrior, because I wasn't eating kale before I became conscious. I didn't even know what kale was for collard greens. I mean, that's, in Italians, that's just not in our diet. And I ate a traditional Italian diet. You know, we had gluten, peppers, tomatoes, and eggplant, which I talk about in my TEDx. I mean, that was it. And the lettuce we had was romaine or iceberg, which is that even lettuce? You know, who knows what that is? Um, right, right. So then let me ask you this. So you you have this great supportive family, which I, you know, I'm, great, I'm honored to be your friend on Facebook, and I see um, the love that you give out to the world comes right back to you. You have just an amazing um, support system. But yet you did this on your own. You went to Africa on your own. What made that decision be a solo journey? Was that part of the goal? Well, originally I had a, I had a girlfriend who was going to join me, and she had some life events come up and was not able to. And that actually was just figured out pretty early in the planning. And I just thought, you know what, this is something that I want to do for me. And I need to, it's, it's something that if I'm going to do it, I need to do it and I need to focus on it and I just need to go do it. I mean, that there's nothing holding me back. So um, my husband is supportive of whatever adventures I want to take. He's the most amazing man ever. Um, so he's like, yeah, go do it. And so I started the planning process and um, it really was about me and my journey. And so I didn't really need anybody else. And it really provided for some extra experiences along the way that I don't think I would have had in a group. Um, Spending time with the people in Africa, Tanzanians are so friendly and so open, and they have such amazing stories. And when you go with a group, you don't get that one-on-one. So it it really gave me some extras to my trip that uh, really were cool. That's awesome. When I originally started the taking it to the streets tour, I was going to have co-pilots. And, um, you know, my daughter was really happy about that because she was concerned. You know, mom has, I wasn't able to drive for years. And all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to get in my car and drive all over America. She's like, by, not, not by yourself, you're not. I want you to have people with you. 
So I had, you know, like three or four different people that were going to join me along parts of the tour. And I, I stopped, uh, you know, I started thinking in my mind, I really want to do this on my own. I don't want to share this journey because that's, that to me was going to give me a huge level of self-empowerment, but it was also going to give a huge message to the community that I serve that it's like, wow, you know, I just like you doing it alone. Wow. And I'm grateful every day that I tour by myself and that I, and I've had many people say to me, can I join you from this leg to this leg? And I've, you know, said, I really appreciate your offer, but no, <laughs> no, because I think that what makes this experience so valuable for me and the people on the other end are that I do show up on the solo, me and my dog, and that I am doing this alone. And it also, it drives me, like it provides, I'm inspiring myself to keep doing it. And did you find like your own inspiration moving you up that mountain that you were alone and that you decided to do this? by sure force of will? Because, I mean, force of will is what creates these kind of outcomes. I mean, we just don't give up. Yeah, I, you know, it really, it really was, it was empowering. You know, I have, I have a lot of faith and I have really strong faith. And, um, again, knowing that my family was behind me and there's, there's other things that, you know, really provided some force. But, uh, yeah, I would have to agree with you that, that knowing it's just me, I can't, I can't lean on the person next to me. I can't, you know, go back, you know, I have to do this. And if this is what I'm going to do, I need to be the one to step up and do it. Um, it's kind of how I push through my MS. If I let yeah. the MS take over or listen to all the doctors and the people around me that say, oh, well, you're never going to be able to do this again, then I can't. And so I've got to listen to my heart, not my body all the time, because my body often says, no, you can't do this. I have to listen to my heart and my brain and be like, oh, I can do this and push through. So I know that when I um, started my tour, I said, I'll do it for a year. And now, I mean, I haven't officially announced it, but the tour is going to go on for years, um, which, you know, with some changes that are also pushing the limits, um, what's next for you? I mean, was this it? Or are you someone that's like, okay, and now I want to blast, like what, you know, where do you go from here? Well, to be honest, the exhaust, exhaustion from coming back from a trip like this has kind of laid me low for a couple of weeks, so I'm kind of in this, like, floating stage, but at, my brain is already. I love to travel. I love to go. I love to see. Um, next year, um, I'm headed to Thailand. I have an exchange student right now from Thailand, so I'm going to go visit with her and her family next year. Mom, my kids, my kids are um, both adventuresome, and so they're planning trips, and so hopefully we'll go win adventure with them and do other things. My daughter actually lives in Colorado, so um, I'll hopefully um, go and visit with her a couple times this year, and my son got plans. He actually just saw my Africa trip, and that kind of changed his whole plans because he's like, oh, well, I want to go there next. Um, I just like <laughs> awesome. to go. Awesome, mom firing. So, yeah, there isn't any big, like, major, oh, I'm going to do this next kind of thing, but there's a lot in the hopper. Mm-hmm. I'm not stopping. This this disease is not going to stop me. I'm going to keep going until I can't. And I hope I can't is old age, not because the MS wins. Right. And I, I totally, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that that is um, what the outcome is going to be. I mean, you live your truth, and um, 
you know, and, and we have tools. You know, we're no longer in uh, a healthcare system when you are conscious that um, we sit victim to MS. I mean, we have tools to be able to fight back and fight hard. And, you know, a lot of that starts, I think, you know, the, the core of it starts with your mindset. And uh, then your choices, you know, feed what your mind allows for you to believe. And that's what I sort of opened with is, you know, I think the key to my success and and a lot of this journey for people like me and for you is that we never really have a doubt. Yes, we do question, like, am I crazy thinking I'm going to climb this mountain? Am I crazy thinking I'm going to drive around the United States? But at the end of the day, we're like, no, I'm going to do this. And let me show you how it's done. And uh, creating the space for life, like you said, you have a strong faith. I have faith in, you know, an energy and the energy you put out there, what it delivers. And, you know, if I wake up every day with gratitude and joy, then life provides gratitude and joy. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't sad times and hardships, but most of my day is filled with gratitude and joy. And those hardships are usually lessons or awakenings or reminders um they're not necessarily the end of the world where before i would every little thing i'd be like oh i can't you know how am i going to manage this like i didn't know this was going to happen and i just don't find myself there anymore do you think that your um thinking and your mindset has played a key role in your healing beyond the food i i definitely think that 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 it's so much of its mindset and that's i really want people to know i'm not perfect i mean my body my body's not perfect i i hike with poles i can't balance on my own there are things that are still really bad about my body I, it is mindset and mindset alone if my listen yeah. i i one one of the other paleo walls lawyers said if i listen to my body my body would have me on the couch eating pizza and that's so the truth. You can't you can't listen to that. You've gotta you've gotta push. And that's another thing. I do have to say that not only do we have, you know, the template from Dr. Walls, but the community of Walls Warriors, I couldn't imagine life without them. That's how we got to meet. And, you know, Aren't for anyone amazing? out there that they really are. Um, for anyone out there that doesn't know, um, there are some private rooms in Facebook called the Walls Protocol that you can ask to be put in or, you know, accepted to. I don't think there's a criteria. Uh, There are guidelines in there. And um, I find a huge source of strength, community, and information because we all just share our own experience. There's no one in there telling you you have to do this or you have to do that. Um, But people will just ask questions and, you know, everyone will, you know, offer their own insights. And out of that has um, so many close friendships for me, people that I have never met that literally I feel closer to than some of my own blood because they've been there with me every step of the way. So, again, you know, the power of community is, is super key, and I have to say that the Walls Warrior community is just exceptional. There's nothing like having like-minded community, people that, are, that have the right. same goals and the same, the same lifestyle and the same drive that you do. It's really important. Absolutely. And not everybody can have that in their same fam in their family or in the people that surround them. I I see so many sad stories of people that don't have what I'm gifted to have of family that not only uh, supports me but jumps on the bandwagon with me. My I, my my family 
they're all paleo also. They uh, they not only took what I was doing for my health, but they do it for themselves now, and that that's so huge. I can go to I can go to my mom and dad and eat a meal and not have to worry about what's in that meal. That's awesome. I just read um, from another Walls warrior whose children have autism, and she said her father was the king pancake maker, and the history was whenever you stayed at grandma and grandpa's, you were going to wake up to pancakes. And when she announced to her family that she was transitioning her entire family to the Walls protocol, her father spent months figuring out the perfect pancake recipe so that when the kids came That's over, awesome. they could still have pancakes. And it made me, it brought a tear to my eye. Like, that is awesome. You know, the narrative stayed exactly the same. Grandpa makes the best pancakes. It's just what was in the pancakes supported a wellness journey versus, you know, poison, which for a lot of us, those things are poison. Um, this has been just exceptional. I can't wait to see you again and hopefully give you a hug uh, congratulating you. And I'm sorry that this morning it was a little chaotic. And I apologize to our sponsors, Nativa and Palm Dunright, that I'm not going to play their jingles. Hopefully they'll understand. Um, that this was my first solo tour, and I don't claim to be a technology expert. That's why my kid uh, has that role. She's a little bossy, too. So, But it, it's her birthday on Tuesday. So she has a friend in town, and they're doing a birthday weekend. So uh, that's why she isn't here. And then next Saturday, we have Dr. Walls live, blog talk that's radio, so and people exciting. can call in and ask. It's going to be the first time where you can call in and ask her questions. So we're going to go one hour full-on Dr. Walls. She's going to speak for probably somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes. And then we're going to open the lines up for people to call in to talk to her directly. So anyone that's listening, if you've ever wanted to speak to my hero friend and mentor, Dr. Walls, next Saturday is where it's going to go down here on Blog Talk Radio. And I hope that our listeners will share your story because it's really powerful. And it's another example, like you said, you know, you're still using a cane. You still have some balance issues. I, you know, I still have, we all have stuff, you know, like I just can't get up and go. And that's what I think people learn when I live with them that it's, you know, I, in order to do this, I was on the balls for a half hour this morning and I was on the yoga mat for an hour this morning just to be able to do a radio show, to get in the car and drive this afternoon, to go Mm -hmm. pick up a package. Like, you know, you have to work hard at it. And um, I honor you and I really appreciate you being here. Oh, and I thank you, V. Uh, your story and what you have uh, done for the community is so cool, and I really appreciate you as well. Your your original video is, uh, was a driving force in what I'm doing, and that's, that's so cool. Thank you. Well, and thank you so much. And for uh, anyone that, um, you know, wanted to call in and ask a question and maybe wasn't able to, you can email me the question and I will reach out to her and get you an answer if there's something you're dying to know. You can always um, go to the paleobosslady.com website and hit the contact button or you can just email me directly at v at paleobosslady.com. You can private message me. I answer everyone. Some people are always like, you know, they'll send me a message. I know you're busy. It's like I'm not too busy for the community. Without the community, there would be no Paleo Boss Lady. So if anyone has any questions that they were dying to ask today, you can feel free to reach out to me and we will get you an answer. I apologize that I'm not the most technologically savvy human being in the world. But um, this isn't about, you know, for me it's it's about um, community and support for my brothers and sisters and not, I'm not a blogger out there making millions of dollars as a blogger. That's not what I do. So you have to 
with that comes hiccups like this along the way because I don't really know what the heck I'm doing half the time technology-wise. I just know what I'm doing miracle-wise. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's why we have dogs in the background when we're doing this. And, you know, we're, we're not the most elite podcast, but we're definitely real. Um, so I hope that people will reach out. And I thank you again. And um, I can't wait to see you soon. I'm going to be zipping through um, – Michigan at some point I don't know when but I will definitely this time I should come to you because last time you drove real far to get to me so I owe you a visit ah uh, we would love to have you all right well thank you everyone and you have a great day I really appreciate you being on the show today thank you Beef. have a great day uh, okay you too ciao ciao everyone mm-hmm.